Welcome to the 100th episode of You Hate Movies. As our own host, Tyler Hands, would say, heaps of episodes on youhatemovies.com right now. Uh, can the sequel to 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy recreate the magic of the original? Some of us think so. One guy doesn't. As we argue about it, you're going to get spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, Gremlins 2, Frozen, Man of Steel, The Walking Dead, Slither, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. In 2014, I think everyone that's on the show tonight, uh, in fact, let's just get that boring part out of the way. Matt Hughes is on the show tonight. Yeah, hi. Tyler hey. is, is uh, here as always. Yep. Guess what, guys? Mike Jensen is on the show. I'm back. Isn't that oh, exciting? Thanks, guys. For not boring me. now. Uh, and Patrick is here as well. I'm here. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2014, every single one of us went into a movie theater to see Guardians of the Galaxy, and we walked out uh, with a certain sense of elation. Changed forever. Yeah? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I had fun. <laughs> you know, Abby hates it when you, people describe the movie as fun. Yeah, Ab- Abby got real upset one time when we, we said, Guardians is fun. She said, how can a movie be fun? Yeah. And we're like, what do you mean? How can it not be fun? <laughs> right. Isn't that why you Isn't go to the Isn't that the point of a movie? <laughs> In most cases? We we never actually got to the bottom of what her <laughs> problem was with that. Does yeah. someone, uh, she's sitting in the room. Does someone want to hand her a phone? Abby, give us a Yeah, here, Abby. What, why, why do you hate when movies are fun? It's. I didn't say that. <laughs> how can a movie be fun? I was annoyed that that's the only thing people would say about Guardians. Because it's it fun. It was like, no. Well, it's got a talking like, raccoon is it, is and a giant, a giant is it tree. Beautiful. Is it Is fun, fun? good? Yeah. I don't know. Her I artistic feel like credibility out. is so high that like fun is not enough. It's got to have so many more levels yeah it's a cop-out to say something is fun it's not a cop-out because guardians is a movie that didn't take itself seriously it's a fun just said it it was a fun ride that's different (laughs) the movie's an experience yeah i don't know that yeah i I agree that it didn't take itself seriously in the way many movies today do but it it took itself seriously on its own terms yeah it played by its own rules yeah I think people, uh, the the fun was noteworthy in that, uh, in that year, and really orbiting it, even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we weren't used to having that much fun. Yeah, with, but uh, you never describe your time as fun. Watching that was fun. Yeah, it was. You say fun. the it was. movie was fun. Yeah, the movie was fun. It was. Yeah, it was a fun yeah, movie. Fun movie. Okay, thank you, thank you. Abby. Yeah, thanks for stopping well, by. That's great. <laughs> well, the well, the reason I say it's fun is because you get you get a talking tree, uh, a wisecracking raccoon, Chris Pratt, people that are blue and green and pink and pink. You've got this crazy, bonkers soundtrack. You've got you've got your lead character dancing his way through the title credits. Yeah, and somehow all those things coalesced in a way that was really satisfying. Right. The, the final scene when he's facing the antagonist in the final match. Yeah. He goes into a, br- a They're break trying dance. to stop him from committing genocide on a <laughs> planet, so he starts dancing. It's <laughs> a, t- a dance contest. Yeah. And he calls him a turd blossom. I thought that was a little excessive. <laughs> no, it's When great. he said turd blossom. That's fun. Those, those are all the elements of a fun movie. Yeah. A blossom of turd. Yeah, you know, it's like any one of those things could have been detrimental, but somehow they all worked for it. And it seemed like the majority opinion was uh, the same as the experience that we had. Most folks 
Really loved Guardians. Um, anyone whose opinion matters. <laughs> yep. I mean, it made they a agree with us. Truckload of cash. Made a truck. It was the Wait, number was one it a highest heap of cash. Heaps, heaps, heaps of cash. Heaps. Yeah. Say okay. it with me. <laughs> heaps of cash. Heaps of heaps cash. Of cash. <laughs> Uh, it was the number one grossing movie of the summer. It beat uh, Transformers, and it it, it kind of as well like it should the new uh, Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that Iron Man was this cultural moment where we were all like, "Wow!" It kind of redefined uh, what a superhero movie could be. And Marvel, you know, kind of took itself up on a dare of, "Can we take one of our characters who's less uh, culturally ubiquitous, like you know, he's not Wolverine or Spider Man, and make him into this icon?" And they did. And I remember when they were promoting Guardians, uh, there was a sh- the shared sense of apprehension around around me. People were going like, "I don't know about that one." Like, what's because the, the trailer was kind of strange. It was like Nine Inch Nails playing, and there were just clips of like the rocket firing a bazooka and uh, the, a little bit about like, "Oh, what a bunch of a holes!" That hinted at some of the humor, and they had that yeah. h- uh, hooked on a feeling song. But it. It, they couldn't really communicate what you were about to get yourself into. No, at all. no. and then at this point, the the Marvel universe has been so had been so connected. So you're like, oh, how is this going to connect to the next one? And this was just like its own thing, yeah. In space, <laughs> you know, it was out yeah. there in the galaxy, literally, literally, yeah. So man, uh, to f- to follow your own act years later with guardians of the galaxy volume two the stakes are decidedly high yeah because you not only have to deliver uh or audiences it, whether consciously or subconsciously are heading into the theater expecting or at the very least wanting to have some fun to have some fun they want to have and they want to have fun similar to the fun they had in 2014 um those halcyon days of 2014 yeah we're all subconsciously comparing it to the experience that we had for better or for worse uh, and the formula of Guardians is so unique and specific that it's it seems like it's hard for it not to pull a Gremlins 2 and become a parody of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler, Patrick, Gremlins 2 is a parody of Gremlins. We had a listener <laughs> get upset about our uh, this is freaking track of Taylor spoilers. getting it mad. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor was all freaking yelling at us because we mentioned the name of other movies. Mm-hmm. Rain it in. Well, Taylor. we used to have higher standards. <laughs> where we're getting old and lazy. Well, old as a podcast. We're only mentioning spoilers now that are major. You know, these minor ones are. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, I wrote if it you down. We can decide if we want to say it or not. <laughs> you should watch that. It's really good. Yeah, yeah go watch good. Gremlins too, and then watch the Key and Peel skit about Gremlins too, because it's hilarious. But not in reverse. No, not because yeah, that's a massive spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard for, you know, all the things that made the lightning in a bottle magic of Guardians. Think about how many elements there are. There's obviously the humor. And it's a decided, like, a, a kind of crass, but tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top, goofball humor. Um, the soundtrack was a major uh, contribution to what made the movie feel so different. Yeah. Um, it was the theme. He even had tape decks. It was part of the yeah, whole story. There was retro in wasn't the future, just, futuristic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't just a cool soundtrack. It was part of the story. It was actually had a lot of meaning for the main character, right? And uh, and it would kind of brought those interesting elements that work so well in another famous um, sci-fi uh, series, where it's kind of lo-fi science fiction it's kind of a western almost huh 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Back to the Future 3? No, I'm talking about Star Wars. Oh. Uh, Lo-fi okay. science. Yeah, yeah. It's ships in Futuristic technology, and but gritty. And gritty and, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the tape deck on a flying outer spaceship. An outer cool. spaceship. Yeah, how, really did he, how did he find a tape deck? <laughs> oh, I guess he worked for those Yeah, he was ravagers. like a junker. There's, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of technology. They probably can figure out a way to make that stuff work or to make batteries for him. I don't think that's a jump. <laughs> sure. All right. So you have all these elements floating around and that sense of fun, the sense of adventure. There was like, I think Star Wars is not an awful comparison because that it had that sa- all the like adventure tropes, the char- main character who's kind of like down and out, but heroic, who has like a, a satisfying arc. All that stuff is in there. And then you're going into a sequel being like, wow, yeah, what are we going to get? Uh, none of us. I, I, did any of you guys watch any of the trailers or did we all go in pure? Mike, did you watch a trailer? Pure. I don't think I did, no. Okay. I didn't watch a trailer. I hadn't seen a second of this thing other than the first second of that trailer. Right, because I'd go, ah, that's the trailer, and then yeah. head down, earbuds in, jamming some Bowie. No yeah. no idea what to expect. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, I was watching something on Hulu, and I saw a small, a miniature group. Okay, you saw the baby? Yeah. The baby de- but I think I had to have figured, because we saw at the end. Sure. Or the plant, anyway, you know. The the Seedling. morning of, I was sitting at home talking to my wife, and my kid was watching MasterChef Junior on the TV, and a commercial came on, and I started yelling and put my fingers in my ears because I was so angry that I'd made it so far, and it was nearly ruined because my child yeah. likes watching you children cook. You came dang near close to not even being able to go to the movie at all. I would have just... Yeah, go, or just, ever watch movies again. Yeah, yeah I would have just died. You would have died. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> So you go into this thing, you sit down with all these expectations, riding high off the fumes from 2014, and what did you think, Patrick? Summary, statement. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought that it. we talked about it a lot afterwards, and I think that it, it wasn't quite as good as the first one because the first one was this whole, like we were just saying, a new thing that was like, oh, I've never seen a Marvel movie be this silly but still take itself seriously. So seeing more of that, it wasn't quite as magical as seeing it the first time, but I thought it still was fine. I wasn't quite as interested in the uh, planet, living planet, as I was in the first bad guy, I guess. But I still thought it was really good. I thought it was really, really funny. Mike, what did you think? Yeah, I th- I totally agree with Patrick, except I did enjoy the planet part more. I did. Oh, you did? I yeah, did I enjoy did. it. Not I, quite well, as much as I the other I enjoyed it guy. equally Kay. as the first bad guy. And... uh it was just it takes me the 24 hours after seeing it i enjoyed it um even more like it so i was like had to mull over it a little bit so it was good tyler i we couldn't get a clear answer out of tyler when we walked out of the theater <laughs> he just kept shrugging and saying it was mo- it was there there it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man what are we gonna hear yeah. he, was, he was mad about ego's diorama it's like why do you have those big eggs <laughs> That's true. He did have. He did immediately comment on the diorama. <laughs> yeah, he just had those prepared. That's weird. Uh, uh, it's all right. It was all right. That was eh. You gave yeah. it a three and a half out of five. I get. I give kicks, it. Right? I give it three out of five stars. Oh, that's quite low. Uh, I think that it still story. had a lot of. Still had some of the charm from the first one. Obviously, the characters were able to maintain, you know, their 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 wit. They had some good writing for them, but I think it fell into a lot of 
superhero movie cliches like the the dioramas for exposition it was it became man of steel for a second right that it one did look Patrick. a lot yeah. like uh the yeah. it's like the when Russell, 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 Russell Crowe Crow had the yeah. Yeah. what do you what do you call those things when you stick your face in it yeah, yeah. the little oh, pen oh, art things the yeah. pin the pin things yeah that's what Russell Crowe had on his ship to yeah. explain to his son a pin portrait <laughs> Right, the pin portrait. Pin, uh, sure, we don't know yeah. what the heck. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's Spencer, Spen- Spencer Gifts. Yeah. <laughs> People would be putting their middle fingers in those. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and then leaving them on the shelf. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Just right, a those. bunch of flip birds. You on, got on it. The shelf. Those. <laughs> so it, it, in, uh, in Man of Steel, Didn't Russell Tyler Crow, have a, a whole theory <sighs> about the pin things in Man of Steel because it was based on his theory about Terminator. And how James Cameron must have been like, what's popular at Spencer Gibbs? <laughs> those, <laughs> those static electricity balls. Just make those it look like that. <laughs> when ter- yeah, when Terminator came out, those those electricity globes were Right, were the plasma hot. ball. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, make, it, make Arnie come in one of those. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. That's how he arrives. Yeah. So Russell Crowe had this, this, this pin art diorama. Pin, pin portrait. TM. Pin portrait. Uh, all ready to explain to his son, you know, the origins of his ancestry. And they did the exact same thing in Guardians of the Galaxy. Kurt Russell had these but with weird... ceramics. Yeah, they were more like really porcelain. Weird <laughs> CG egg things about him making out with countless women. and Just boning everyone. Yeah. And monsters and stuff. Right. And, uh, <laughs> like I, I laughed out loud. Tentacle beasts. <laughs> it was funny. And I feel like because of this bizarre forced exposition and a lot of time spent on this planet that was his father, the movie had a really big lull there in the middle that kind of dragged on. And you're thinking, why are we watching... Star-Lord lay on a couch and listen to music and stare at the ceiling. Well, shouldn't Cause we he's be the, he's the sailor man. Or the he's dealing <laughs> yeah. He's, that's a lot of father issues to process. Where else, what else is he going to do? He's got to lay on a couch for a little while. Mm-hmm. I, I Take suppose. It in. Could we, could maybe we could do something else while he's laying on the couch. Well, we got to cut back to rocket. Yeah. Uh, that's why they had to split it devices. up. Yeah. And being all rat in the just trees. laughing at everything. Yeah, constantly. man. Yeah. He must've been exhausted. That actor must've been exhausted. Who, David Bautista? Because his character essentially just cracked up through the whole movie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He must have been, yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, oh. So that's why he's so swole. I Maybe that's that, his uh, real laugh. <laughs> that's why he's in such good shape. Yeah. Yeah. So in all, I, I thought the movie was m- much flatter than the first. What did you give the first slower. one, kicks-wise, for comparison? I give it five. Yeah, oh, it's his favorite Marvel movie. Two, it's my favorite Marvel movie. Two kick dip. Yeah. So I'm holding it. I'm holding it to the standard of the first Guardians, and it, it didn't it didn't match. It wasn't on the level of the first Guardians, and the story. I don't know all of the story and the lull in the middle and the ex- forced exposition. It all just didn't didn't do anything for me. Matt, can you bring us up out of Tyler's bummer? Yeah, I loved it. I gave it four kicks out of five possible kicks. I think that it was a really Excellent, well-written, nuanced Marvel movie. I think the bad guy was a great bad guy. I thought the relational stuff between Star-Lord and Ego was good. The stuff between Gamora and her sister was great. I think the Yondu stuff with like the the surrogate father stuff was really phenomenally and emotionally well-written. And I think it's nice that 
Marvel didn't just use a palette of muted colors and made a colorful, attractive movie to look at. Yeah, sure. It was colorful. Yeah. I loved it. thought it was great. What did you think, Josh? Oh, I, I maybe I'm a combination of you guys. I, I see what Tyler's saying, and I agree with him that I did feel um, a lull for a Guardians movie. I mean, we only have two to go on. So I wasn't bored, but I did think, oh, we're, we're really slowing the pace down for a while. And I, I must confess, I did stop and think to myself, that's real dumb when the egg thing was happening. It just looked really weird aesthetically, like, this is what this guy's doing. And, like, wh- why were only some parts of it in color? Like, his jacket was in color, but I don't know. Dude, I, just I don't know. He was creating it in real time, man. I get uh, the he? whole... <laughs> He's God. Okay. Uh, okay. With a small G. I couldn't help but feel like there were there were moments in the movie, and they they weren't even all bad, but there were moments where it seemed like... Um, James Gunn was feeling the pressure of recreating some of the humor or the punchlines so it came across a little heavy handed from time to time where it was just like I gotta make people laugh they liked it when I made jokes so oh, there's, a sure. jokes. there's a lot of jokes that tends to be what most sequels uh, where most sequels fail is like they, they fall into the trap of trying to recreate the magic and force the punchlines to be funny again by just just upping the stakes. Yeah. So yeah, that's my concern with something like Deadpool where it was already so far over the line in a funny way that if, if they go further than that, it won't it's just going to seem ham fisted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like with guardians, you've got, what's his name? The big Drax. 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 He's just being dry and laughing at everything. And, and, uh, and then you've got the sisters who are even more angry at each other and more colorful. And <laughs> yeah, she had more uh, updates, more appliances stuck on her face. Yeah, Yeah, it took everything to 11, if you will, you know? Yeah, it did. It felt that way. And sometimes it paid off, like, or at least for me, I I laughed even when I felt like that's probably a little much. We don't need 10 punchlines in five minutes, but I still laughed at him, like the things about I have sensitive nipples. And then (laughs) later on, the joke pays off when they put that thing up, that rocket pack on him. He's like, nipples. As he's like, my nipples. As he flies away. Mike loved that bit. Uh, There was one part that I was like, this is dumb, but I'm laughing, is when he did the Pac Man thing. Yeah, man. Pac Man was stupid. I thought Pac Man Man came in. It was the best. <laughs> happened, I was like, this no. is so dumb. <laughs> so <laughs> dumb. laughing. The best gag by far was the tape gag. Oh, yeah. I, I agreed. I did good. a whole monologue on this this morning, Tyler. You should have heard it. Okay. Where I just said what you said. He was just oh. talking to himself on yeah. the streets, mumbling just about the sh- tape. In the shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, which oh, tape? What tape. are you talking about? Which gag is that? When Rocket's like, no one has tape. You don't have Do you <laughs> yeah. ask her if she had I tape? <laughs> I thought that, like, that was such a clean funny bit of writing and the way that the camera stays inside with rocket and we only see the action through the window and the way that we actually as the audience wait in real time while rocket just sits there looking down yeah and that was a perfect guardians joke it really was that 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 moment felt like that was this is the magic of the original the other ones they were it wasn't that they were unfunny but it felt like What's another joke we can tell? Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> you guys all saw it, and then a couple of days later, me and Mike and some other friends went and saw it, and we had a guy with us that on the way there said, wait, what's the name of this movie? He had no idea where we were, what movie we were what seeing or anything. What friend is that? And uh, it was Kyle. 
Mm-hmm. And he had he hadn't seen the first one. I don't think he even knew what the first one was. Oh, sweet lord! So as I was watching the intro, which I thought the intro was great, oh, uh, I was just yeah. laughing at what he was thinking. <laughs> <watching> <laughs> this thing no paradigm. Well, baby Groot just dancing <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, the intro was fun. It yeah. was great. That was that was a really wonderful tone setter. I mean, they did I, a great title card again. Yeah, the the fake out. Uh, I mean, a fake out, not. Uh, the pseudo unbroken shot obviously most of what we were seeing on screen wasn't real whatsoever but that was really nice it was paced really well it was funny to look at and there were enough little jokes to break up the monotony of just seeing this stupid yeah. little tree thing dance which i mean he was great he was funny and everything but everyone was always all in all around me especially <laughs> bethany yeah. like i could hear yeah. her over there just oh yeah. every yeah. time he was on the screen and uh, james gunn says that he swears they didn't keep him that way in the movie to sell toys. But then yesterday I was in a target and there were at least six different versions of a toy of that thing that you push a button and it dances and it plays me like bull crap. Did you buy thing. one? No. Oh, yeah. well, Did you I bought all it? six. <laughs> I think we need to put credit where it's due. Vin Diesel really brought group to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah he did, man. God he bless did. him. His, his performance really came through. How'd he make his voice that squeaky? <laughs> I watched a featurette <laughs> on a a online where he was trying. There was no footage of him recording to prove it, but he was claiming that very little was done to his voice, that he made it sound like a baby. He had 900 <laughs> helium balloons yeah. on his rider. And once again, he did insist on performing all the la- other languages as well. The personal lengths that he goes to <laughs> to hype his performance in this yeah. movie is just so amazing oh, to me. And he's delivering this like speech about his character's motivations and what makes him different in this movie and how far he's come the same way that like, you know, Dustin Hoffman's describing <laughs> Rain Man or something. <laughs> like it's just so complex. I'm like, man, you may as we well not group. even be in it. <laughs> yeah. We are group. <laughs> that was the most profound thing he's ever said. Yeah. We are group. Uh-huh. But uh, let's talk about the performances for a second because there's uh, – seeing Kurt Russell in the movie I thought was just really cool because I like Kurt yeah. Russell a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It was great. And he – the young CG version was really Oh, my gosh. Hey, it was even more convincing than young uh, Iron Man. There was this thing where they were saying they didn't use CG for that. What? what? Is? Makeup. Really? Nuh-uh. That's what I read an article said. Don't quote oh, me on it. Hey, Tyler, Patrick's got that personal connection. Hey, with I'm the saying <laughs> I read an article. I don't know if it's true. It's on the internet. Whatever the heck it oh, was. Oh, it's definitely true. Yeah. It's <laughs> there it on the air. It looked so. good. Yeah, man. It looked Kurt Russell, Russell texted him. <laughs> I, would I was like, that. wait, Kurt Russell, since you're listening to this, please thing, text look me. Look at this young man. My number is. But the, the standout performance to me was uh, Michael Rooker, uh, Yondu. Yeah. yeah. Um, who I, I enjoy that actor. He usually plays as a similar, whether it's like... Uh, you know the the same exact character in the walking dead for a few episodes or the same exact character in slither another james gunn movie or the same exact character in henry portrait of a serial killer i like the actor and i appreciate his uh commitment i don't know he seems really realistic to me as a blue uh, dude with a red fin on his head yeah and i thought the payoff of his arc carried over from the other movie for me personally was really effective i liked the way that they kept it because if you recall the there was an ambiguity to the way he ended in the original where he realizes he's been duped but he's smiling at the end of uh guardians where he opens up the orb and there's a treasure troll in it instead of the uh infinity stone and instead of getting upset he just kind of smiles and you're left thinking like oh what's that about like 
he isn't angry because he likes this guy and he thinks that's funny? Is he not angry because he didn't really want it? Did he know all along that he didn't really get the stone? And then they actually brought that out, embellished it, and paid it off in this movie by uh, building out this whole thing about the you know the the rest of the Ravagers were upset because he seemed to favor uh, Star Lord so much. Yeah. Quill. Yeah, yeah. So his character generally is a guy that's resigned himself to a life of crime or corruption or being just a roughneck, however you want to define him. But he still knows when something is right, and he's still willing to do the right thing, even if he doesn't admit it. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, he was complicated because he had... They imply that he had been exiled or that he had broken code, the Ravager code, by stealing kids for ego. But even that... They were ego's kids. Yeah. And even that wasn't uh, the... That's a bad thing. So they don't try to argue in the movie that like, oh, he's really got a heart of gold. But they do tell you that eventually he learned what was happening and he that's why he had kept quill right and not handed him over to ego so it was like yeah he was a bad guy but he also wasn't all bad and in fact he had learned something along the way yeah, yeah. and he got to you, you guys don't agree with me you didn't think michael rooker, rooker was it? no he that was a that was a cool storyline to see him personally uh develop that way and his his relationship with with peter quill because the whole theme to this film was about Peter's father and you know uh it was this guy that raised him and but they were enemies and then he realized all oh, the favor that he had done for him he was really looking out for him the whole time which plays in perfectly to his character so I thought it was great his character was a great addition but I didn't like everything that came with that character development you didn't like taser to, face we had to watch Sylvester Stallone shout Adam in front yeah, of hey, us. Let's talk about that scene one. real quick because I mentioned that. Yeah, Which one? Okay. The one on the, the prostitute planet? Yeah. So <laughs> did y'all understand any of that dialogue? Because I couldn't hear those two mumble into each other at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Sylvester is like, and then he's just yelling at him. Hey, we saw it in Dolby Atmos, so it was crystal clear. <laughs> yeah, I think I understood him, but I didn't understand why Stallone was in this movie. That's well, what I'm saying. I love Stallone, but... Are they setting him up for the third one or something? Well, that's what it appears to be. They spent a bunch of time with Stallone and this guy arguing on this planet in front of an alien brothel about some code for junkers. What are they called? Ravagers. 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 There's a Ravager code. Yeah, he broke it with kids. He's uh, Sylvester Stallone is upset with the the brothel owner for for um, allowing um, Yondu Yondu to be a patron there because of the, all the bad things he had done. He had betrayed the code and like, why are you serving him? The, no, nobody else is going to come here now. That was yeah. the whole thing. And then we had to deal with the whole mutiny thing. I thought wasn't that interesting. And, and then the, the I, burial uh, at the uh, end, that was the climax. That's our no, final that, scene. What, what, I, what I see when I see emotional. someone like that in a film like this, I think, Oh, he's like, at a bar with a friend and like this guy comes over hey you want to be in my movie they all know each other and then you're watching the movie you're like oh they must have had fun making this and they invited their friend to be in it I don't you're think they're going to yeah Stallone or anybody no, they I, would, pop, I would agree with that setting it up it's they, the only, the, I don't know one of the problems to me is that at the end of this movie it seemed like they were setting up six other movies yeah the yeah, first one the first Guardians that. movie ended you're just kind of like okay cool they're still doing the Thanos thing or whatever this one is like the gold people are doing something 
all the all the pirates got together. They got a new team. Like, well, them gold them gold people are doing something because the solid gold that, dancers. Yeah. That, the pirates um, didn't last. Adam at the end oh, the, is the Adam is warlock and he has the soul stone and that's the last Infinity Sun. So that was setting up Infinity War stuff. I know that. I'm just saying it's like. It's a lot. It's like, oh, you man. You felt like the Ravager stuff was a setup? I just think it was a nice cameo from Stallone. I agree. No, it, it, felt like, it felt like they were trying to include oh, too I much. Didn't. Because Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, worked so well because it was just able to exist at its own thing, you know? Right. It didn't take itself too seriously. It was just a fun addition. Yeah, for Pete's sake, the stinger was Howard the Duck. Yeah. It was just a fun, up again, yeah, fun addition to the Marvel that. Cinematic Universe where they just wanted to have fun, Abby. Fun. And, <laughs> and now they're taking the second one and riding off the success of the first one and just forcing everything they can into it. We've got Stallone mysteriously walking around. We've got the gold people. We've got Jeff Goldblum showing up in the credits. For yeah. four, three. <laughs> that's just. That's, I wish that it was just like they just liked him, and he happened to be standing around in makeup. So <laughs> yeah. Push play, go or record, go. Yeah, it's just. I feel like push I feel play. like all of that it complicated <laughs> the music he was push dancing. Push, push, hold down the play and the record button at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of that just kind of complicated the movie. And, and what not not in a good way. It just it hurt it. I was distracted by Stallone because I think that I had heard at some point that he was going to be in it, and I assumed that it was possible that it could be a small part in this movie leading to something else. But I agree with Tyler. I'd, uh, why well, it seemed like they were alluding to other things, but it didn't seem like they were promising you anything so it's, it seems to me like it was a very soft commitment it's like well we got him to do something so maybe we'll use him in something else or right. maybe not well at the end of it stallone looks around the room at a bunch of other leaders from the ravagers and we're supposed to care like they're 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 winking at each other thinking look who's together you can you believe it we're gonna do another movie <laughs> you're thinking who are these people yeah i had to yeah. look it up apparently that was like the original guardians of the I felt like yeah, I felt like comic. that was a nod to that. I didn't know anything about that, but to me that seemed obvious. It was like, oh, that's the old group, and then this is the new guys, and they're just. I thought it was just a knowledge. You're not gonna watch a movie with those people that they showed you. I can't imagine they would think something like that. Yeah, I got the, <coughs> the impression got that Sylvester. it was more about like, no, hey, no. if you're like some kind of a, a super nerd, maybe you care about this. But I I know more about Marvel than the average Joe, and I was that was lost. I was like, Wait, yeah, if that's that? just in there just to like uh, give a nod to nerds, that would be pretty lame because it was such a setup for more stuff, and we have no idea. There's like yeah. nothing like the stuff when they did when they oh there's Thanos and the nerds are like oh it's Thanos and ninety percent of the audience are like what? But it's like the big bad guy for the next twelve movies. If this was just like. Yeah, it's just for nerds. That would be that would be pretty bad. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like Thanos, a, a lot of people don't know who Thanos is, but they would eventually for sure because he's gonna be showing up one way or the other. We know Thanos from the first Avengers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When, when you first saw, saw that, him, you're like, yeah, but that like, made what? sense. It's like this guy, this ominous guy, sitting on a celestial rock, laughing <laughs> evilly. <laughs> That, that makes sense. That makes that's, total sense. That's the villain. I got it. Yeah, that's the but bad guy. You've got Sylvester Stallone and a bunch of junkers looking at each other. You know. Yeah, but that's the what the Guardians are, and they're just like a bunch too. of. They're, they're all winking at it. Can you believe it? Yeah. It's them. Who the heck are these people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I can't help but feel like I 
am confused by the splitting of Rocket Raccoon between these two actors. Uh, and I saw, I watched this video that was labeled, Why Doesn't Bradley Cooper Perform the Mocap for Rocket? And I was like, That's a good question. So I looked at it. Well, no, the, the gentleman who performs it is James Gunn's brother. And he's he's a, he also plays the Ravager that feels yeah. guilty about the mutiny. Oh, the one that's whistling at the end? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. bit was funny when he stabbed he, that's, Gilmore uh, Girls? That's from That's the guy from Gilmore Girls. He yep. plays... Gilmore, Gilmore is that what you just said? Yeah. He plays Rocket on set, and then Bradley Cooper voices him. They put a mocap set on Bradley Cooper's head, and they, you know, they use some of his like face and right. stuff. And apparently, you know, James Gunn's like, it's my brother. He's good at being a raccoon on the set. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's Bradley Cooper. You got Bradley Cooper. Let him be the raccoon. This seems like you're just too many cooks in the kitchen. Was man. Vin Diesel the baby Groot? Did he do the mocap? <laughs> no. <laughs> I it wish. Was, it was just I'm his sure hand. He, I'm sure he's available. They put available. a mocap suit on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd be up for it if they asked him. <laughs> You I couldn't see, that. but I was making my hand do a funny dance like Baby Groot. I like that uh, Rocket's kind of like this tragic character, and they give notes of it in both both movies that he's kind of a sad, lonely type of person who drives other people away and yet wants to be close to them at the same time. Yeah, that was an interesting story arc for Rocket because I really like Rocket. He's a smart, uh, funny, you know, successful raccoon <laughs> <laughs> who don't need no man <laughs> who's constantly <laughs> who's constantly being uh being ridiculed you know for being a little tiny mutant beast but as much as i loved that storyline of him relating to uh yondu, yondu. <laughs> sweet lord man <laughs> as much as i love the storyline of him relating to yondu why is that like the final moment of the movie. The closing shot is a rocket raccoon looking out the window of the burial of Yondu. And you think, is this, is this really where we're leaving it? No, man. That was a that was a, a bunch of resolved threads coalescing at the same time. Quill realized that he did have a father figure that was worthwhile, that measured up to all his aspiration of what a dad could like be. Like Hasselhoff. At the same moment that... Uh, Rocket was looking out and realizing that even though he was crappy and he'd pushed other people away, the Ravagers had shown up because they'd still deep down loved him. And that's how he felt, that he pushed people away, but maybe these people around him could still love him. And Quill says, that's right, they did show up. Like, recognizing and acknowledging to Rocket, and that's how we feel about you without having to say that. So they keep a little bit of that for us to work out. It's a lot darker than the first film. Yeah, I thought that was kind of satisfying. I liked yeah. that. It was touching. Sure, but Empire is better than A New Hope, and it's a lot darker than the first one. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that the the entire film is darker, but that moment, a few beats along the way, but that moment in particular is a lot darker, and it felt like Guardians was finally taking itself seriously. And you know, not that it's not a, you know what I mean. It's finally taking itself seriously, and maybe a little too much. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird too. How there was like. For those situations, the sisters, uh, Star Lord, the daddy issues, uh, Rocket, and uh, Dagon, what was this for? Oh, well, the the mutiny situation. I don't know. I just felt like it was like preachy all at once. Not preachy, but it was just too much emotion. Like this movie now, all their all of their issues are going to be resolved for another movie. They're not going to argue with each other. They're going to be all fine. Everything's all good. 
No, oh, man, they're just no. growing together. You know, at the end of the last movie, he finally opens up the gift that he's been carrying his whole life from his dead mom. and That was a great moment of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's foreign to the franchise completely. We just no. I mean, the, there was. T- I felt like it was resolving too hard. Like all, f- all of the f- all the threads were, were being tied. Yeah, up. like doom, doom, all tied right in a row. And you're like, I get it, but now everyone, oh, everyone knows each other intimately, and we all accept each other's faults, and everything's fine. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. I was like, this is kind of weird. But you know, it was cool when they walked around in slow mo, blowing that arrow all through there. That was real cool. That was the, cool. The dead bodies cool were scenes, falling yeah. off. When was, Rocket was attacking people in the forest, that was awesome. Yeah, that was. The, yeah, the arrow going through the ship, that was cool. Rocket oh. firing through the walls. Rocket like, was the star. I like that they revisited yeah, the, the joke where he asked for something he didn't need for the plan. That yeah. was funny when he's like, he's going to wake up and he's going, where's yeah. my eye? They and actually then when they brought the thumb, he said, do you have thumbs around? Said, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they managed to milk the, 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 the Groot is an idiot thing in a way that was f- still funny to me because that's that sequence where baby Groot keeps bringing them the wrong thing like an entire desk and crap was actually pretty funny <laughs> yeah and then obviously the tape scene was fantastic when he keeps having him explain the the procedure back to him yeah and the fact that there's two buttons <laughs> and then he's just Decides that the the best solution is, is I'm just gonna tape over the death button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. How, how did y'all <laughs> feel about the the weird insect woman? Mantis? Yeah, that that could empathize. I didn't I didn't mind her uh, like presence in the movie and she she made for some pretty good gags and she made for us to, like in, immediately to realize that there was some kind of uh encroaching threat on, on Ego's planet. She had to be the foreshadow of some Doom. sort of complication. Of yeah, yeah. But she didn't make a ton of sense because it's no, like, why is she there? I mean, wh- how did she get there and why? And the only reason that we get is because, oh, she can help him sleep. and But we don't really ever right, get told exactly why or what that I means. I think that we kind of saw that in the first movie when the collector had his little slaves. So we, we kind of see that the bigger, more wealthy people can have slaves for whatever reason to do stuff for them like that so it felt like that the same way to me it's like oh that's his little slave running around doing stuff and he right. picked her because he could she had the power to do that why is it sleep. important that he goes to sleep at all and that she's the one to do it the movie never really told us no that it, it just didn't. seemed like a convenient thing it's like oh she makes him go to sleep he's asleep right well, now she and was a so great that later she could touch a root yeah she was a great catalyst for jokes though I uh, guess, yeah. That was another weird thing that had to like tie itself and resolve at the end. Was like, what's the, what's the big dude's name? Drax. Why yeah, Drax. Is y'all, they're not that hard. There's <laughs> <laughs> only like four yeah, names so in this movie. And then Drax is like, you know, how she's like attractive on the inside or something. It's like we didn't need that either. But anyway, that was funny though. It was very it was funny. Then, All their dialogue was gag. funny. How he was gagging at how the far of. they went with that. Like he was about <laughs> to throw up, imagining <laughs> being uh, with her good, physically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I did I, hear uh, this <laughs> in the theater. This moment where um, she wakes him up. She's like, Trax, wake up. And he's like, I don't know how to say this. I like women with a little more meat on their bones. And I heard Bethany in the theater be like, mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bethany. Right. Yeah, what I, I what other moments did Bethany react to? I, I, I would like to. There's just a bunch of all in over the. the Love tree. that baby yeah, group. Yeah, baby did group. she freak out at Chris Pratt again? Oh, sure. When he changed his shirt. I think she yeah, gave a little. Yeah, we did get the obligatory Marvel mm-hmm. topless male scene. Yeah, yeah but you got to. Uh, they work hard for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be if I look like that, I would never wear a shirt. Good for them. They're like middle of winter shirtless. <laughs> no shirt. Yeah, exactly. Like that. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't that like the mantis funny. girl. I didn't like her. You didn't like her? No. Why? Is it because her eyes she was were really weird looking? She's probably gonna be back. No, I, I was. I didn't mind her. I don't want to see her in any more movies though. I don't need her anymore. Oh, she's is gonna she, be back. Is she part of the Guardians now? Probably how she would be. What is she gonna do? Just like help them identify what they're feeling? Remember when they're in the middle of the planet, and I think Peter Quill just did that dumb uh, Pac-Man thing, and they were all they were all floating down onto the same little rock. Yeah, and the camera was swirling around them, and they're all looking at each other. Did that hero shot? Thinking. Yeah, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. And right. I thought, why is the Mantis Girl in there? Why is um, the... Yondu? Y- y- no, no, yeah, no. Yondu. Why is Yondu in there? But he was the original... He was in the original Guardian of the why Galaxy. Why is that other... Why is the sister in there? Are they part of the gang now? Because they need to talk with me first if they're going <laughs> to... I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's what, yeah, <laughs> that's when that line came. Yeah, man. I that think was they great. just establishing finality in like a battle scene. Or was that prepping for the big battle scene right there? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah they were about, about to when fight everything. Go down. Yeah, that's just so like, like the Avengers. Right, so they hadn't yeah. started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they hadn't started escaping yet. Because exactly. uh, Gu- Guardians uses the Alan Silvestri musical cue from Avengers as the hero theme. Right. Because they're, they're kind of their own yeah. sub-Avengers group. They're like the Space Avengers. Yeah, yeah, the Avengers in space. Yeah, right. Or the Space Avengers. Rocket is the Tony... Avengers in space. <laughs> the Tony Stark. Spengers. Yeah, yeah, so the here's Spengers. the thing. Uh, Plot-wise, I thought it was cool that we saw... Okay, so Peter has got celestial enemies part God, I guess. Uh, I thought that was neat to see that. Yeah, his eyes look cool when they're all like that. Yeah, because then you're like, okay, if you take yourself, think about the meta story. And you're like, okay, they're going to go fight Thanos in the next one. So it'd be cool if he's got like that power to do. He's actually right. got something he can do. So he it's could not potentially like, an, like wear the Infinity Right, because it's not going to feel like another Hawkeye running not around. No like, why is this guy <laughs> fighting a god yeah. You know, with all these guys? But they took it away. Yeah. So I, I hope that I'm there's something in there, you know, like, oh, there's a little bit of light inside of him all along. It's, uh-huh. it's really disappointing. I'm, I was disappointed in the storyline. If, if, <laughs> if I'm being really honest, <laughs> uh, I didn't like the whole Kurt Russell is your evil father storyline, uh, at least not yet anyway, because what was so exciting at the end of the first guardians was watching Peter Quill jump and grab the infinity stone. And, and the, they're all standing there in a line together shouting and there's purple haze is swirling around them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's harnessing the power of the stone and you're thinking, okay, great. This guy is a lot more than everybody's given him credit right. for. And just like that, it's gone. Yeah. They, they identify it and then they take it away. Right. I wish that they had drawn out the mystery of this father thing a lot more, given them some other, some other universe, universe task to uh, accomplish, and he could have maintained the this yeah I agree with power that. for a little longer yeah and then had some you know ultimate moment where he had to give it up because his father was out of control right, but no it's already gone yeah yeah I'm about to say it's too late now. Yeah, he's just a a pilot. We, a really good pilot. We just saw the movie. It's definitely too late. Right. Yeah. Now he's, why didn't you call him? Just or a, you didn't. A, a, you should have <laughs> tweeted at James. Gunn. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe there's something still in there. There's something still in there. Maybe. Yeah. Be, I would be happy to see that there. They find some power still in there. But Kurt Russell said a few times, as long as there's light in this planet. Sure. Maybe he's just 
knowing that he was going to turn on him. He's like, yeah. don't, hey, don't turn my lights out because it will turn you They made a point out. to say it several times. He's right. Yeah. Here's the question, though. Uh, obviously, they're going to – James Gunn has signed on to write and direct a third Guardians Hooray. Uh, Great. I'm in. I'm in. I yeah, love, I mean, I love Guardians. You hear that, James? I'm He's, in. Hear that, Jimmy? He's no, got, uh, don't let my criticism get you wrong. I'm in. <laughs> He's got my $14 or whatever GXL Atmos costs in 2020. James, Atmos. you might also want to check with Tyler before you make big decisions about, you know, who's going to die and if the planet's going to blow up. Right. Or, like, turning Groot into a people. <laughs> who, you're, who you're adding to the Guardians. You need to really run that by us. Yeah, exactly. At least for the spinning circu- circu- <laughs> the circular hero shot. Yeah, the hero right. shot. Uh, so they're going to do a third movie. Great. Great news. But The greatest. The Are both uh, Avengers... Three and four going to be out prior to that? Yes. Isn't Avengers the next Avengers is split in two? Right, right. And part that, one that, is next. Summer. That's all changed now. Right, it's not Infinity War one and two anymore. Right. It's just it's Avengers. They were going to film them back to back. Now they're not. It's just Infinity War, and we don't know what the fourth Avengers oh, movie okay. is. Right, because so. there was all that it stuff might not about have anything how to maybe do with Guardians, maybe. Uh, Gamora accidentally gave us a spoiler because she said the title and that wasn't the title and blah 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 blah. I don't know. There was a lot of furor on the interwebs. So because we, we get Infinity War next summer, May fourth. Yes. Yeah. Right. So the next Guardians will be post-war. Yes. In fact, uh, uh, the rumored release date is a 2020 movie, which would make sense. Yeah. Which so is after Infinity War and Black Panther. And Captain Marvel, right? Isn't that 2019? The Brie Larson movie? Because isn't Captain Marvel a superhero because of the Kree? So there's going to be more cosmic stuff? Because Ronan mm. was Kree, right? The blue fella? Well, this, I don't know, but this is going to definitely have something fella. to do with the bigger because they almost destroyed Earth, you know? Booted. Yeah. So remember, there's got to be some ramifications great idea. there. <laughs> my great idea. I know. Oh, now you're bringing up so much all of a sudden. Oh, great. I've got, I've got another huge criticism and I've got another great idea. Oh, okay, man. go. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the whole uh, fight scene at the end there that you're talking about where it's Kurt Russell who plants his little plant eggs, his yeah. eggplants. <laughs> yeah, his eggplants, sure. His aubergines <laughs> in, all in over. <laughs> in different uh, planets around the galaxy. After doinking a lady. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And so during this fight, they all start to bubble up and yeah, go everywhere. Turn and, into blue glue. And, uh, and they somehow destroy Kurt Russell. How did they do it? They drop a ship on him or something? I don't remember now. But Kurt Russell waka, 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 waka. Is that what, how it did it? But no. no, he had to rebuild himself, remember? Right. He and turned into said, Dr. Manhattan. And they, dang it, man, don't steal it from <laughs> I'm me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Dang it. So sorry. Hey, this is a normal trope you guys do, though. That's great. <laughs> I didn't know that was your issue. Peter shot him up with the guns. Yeah, I'm so tired of, of these superhero movies just blatantly ripping off Watchmen. Yeah. Like, I loved Dr. Manhattan. Why? He's amazing. So why is it, I guess that makes sense and why everybody's just totally biting But also biting it. Josh had a good point when you were saying that after he came out of the movie he's like when he's just a skeleton he can't talk. He's <laughs> like he ain't got no muscles, yeah. he got he's, no tongue. He's slowly rebuilding one system at a time right. into his human form and he's also talking without yeah. vocal cords. You can't walk with he's just a bones. god. He's a god. He can yeah. talk through his own planet. They can but hear him. But he didn't. Him. He did it didn't. through the skull. He done his I mouth know, moving but when it, it was still developing. 
Yeah, so <laughs> it's just enough, all right? World, yeah. stop ripping off Dr. Manhattan. I don't know what they're going to do, though. When you do it that well, if you're going to do anything in that vein of rebuilding <laughs> your maybe, system. Right, maybe. that's like the ultimate way. <laughs> These people are just really struck by that imagery, and they they don't intend it to be as much of a ripoff as they do. Like, oh, we should make it look like Dr. Manhattan because it Homage. looks great. But uh, yeah. Jamie Foxx was Dr. Manhattan in The Amazing Spider-Man It really too. was, yeah. Yeah. And with Dr. Manhattan with the power of dubstep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that so was not was great. That really, part. really annoyed with that. And uh, and then Frozen ripped off Dr. Manhattan. In they really did. I mean, just the ice castle. Just yeah. when oh. Elsa goes to Mars. Okay, I was like, Elsa was never a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember the bit where she died and then came back. I was like, I don't remember that bit. Oh, the the <laughs> castle. Sure, yeah. No one will ever it. convince me that that's not lifted oh, from that Watchmen. That is just. Right. Oh, of course. She so goes away from all of humanity and isolated and makes a glass castle. Yeah. She like sings that song about Mars. becoming a Satanist. Because <laughs> like, it's a land of isolation. No, no. She says no, no right, no wrong, no rules for me. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm like, so you're a Satanist. You're yeah. an anarchist. <laughs> she was going through something. So <laughs> I was she was working some stuff out. Man. I was disappointed in the unoriginality. Uh but my great idea oh boy. <laughs> would have been would have been a stinger at the end of Guardian. Just throw in another one. They already had six or seven. Too right? many. So let's just throw in an eighth. Heck, let's throw in a ninth. <laughs> that it would have been funny if uh if they cut back to all the big purple bubbles coming out of Earth, you know, mm-hmm. and taking over cars and that small town. If uh one or two of the Avengers had, had strolled up to it and said What's this all about? <laughs> you've, got, yeah. you've got Iron Man standing there. scratching his <laughs> iron head. <laughs> you've got Iron Man standing there with Captain America thinking, what the heck's this stuff? Yeah. Uh, here's this the thing, though. From? You say that to be funny, but honestly, I was bothered they didn't do something like that because these movies have taught us that that's what they're going to do. Right. right. Where was S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, cer- certainly. Like, are you kidding me? Somebody, like, th- their computer screen should pop up and say, oh, called the guys together because, right. you know. <laughs> The bubble gums destroying everything. Right. Yes. Nick Fury turning up for like the giant ooze blob. Like, yeah. where's what's he doing on his helicarrier? Surely that's going to be you know mentioned another point. They or Stephen Strange can just like do some like funny hand dance and then it just disappears. It's funny you mentioned Stephen Strange because I feel like a lot of where they took the visuals in that final fight scene was very Doctor Strange too. When Doctor Strange was like catapulted through dimensions, sure. The how bright and vibrant and yeah. crazy it all was. That was. A lot of what we were consistent. seeing. Yeah. 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 It's uh, all the same magic. When Tyler gave me his pitch for that stinger, I was I felt bummed that I hadn't seen it. I was fine until he pointed out that it could have been better. And I was like, oh, man, that would have been That would have been a great stinger. Because how are they? I mean, yeah, surely, like, it's not going to be just the normal garbage men that come and clean that up. They're going <laughs> to need some kind of <laughs> <laughs> extra help. So this what is, I'm this is God goo. Just hose it dra- down so a drain. Celestial God goo. God, yeah, it is. <laughs> What I want to know is, there, we've got two Avengers sequels coming before another Guardians movie, right? One in 2018 and then one in 2019, allegedly, the That's untitled. That's an un- unnamed one, yeah. right? Um, and we know, sp- spoiler alert for Avengi- Avengers. Avengers. Uh, Avengers. Avengers. Spoiler alert for the old Avengers. For, for all you Avengers out there. It's a spinoff <laughs> featuring Benji, the yeah. dog. Oh, okay. As a super. That wasn't funny. That's I like Cos- no, Cosmo the dog's you brother. <laughs> I was trying Benji to Benji the Avenger. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get back to it. 
There it is. Yeah. It you stop it. You're <laughs> losing, you're losing everybody. <laughs> hey, if you think that what we're saying is funny right now, please leave a comment on this episode. Right. Prove and, to Tyler and, that me and Josh yeah. are funny. Benji the Avenger. <laughs> Hashtag Benji the Avenger. Yes. Please. Someone, at least one person do that. Validate waka, waka. us. What? Validate us. Yeah. Uh, so... The stakes have got to be astronomically high for Avengers Infinity War, and the we've learned that Guardians are going to feature at least somewhat in Infinity War. Um, well, shoot, let me ask yeah, you this. If they're fighting, what's her name's dad? Yeah. Right, but did has that changed Gamora. now that Infinity War is a standalone? Because that, that was like confirmed when it was a two-parter. Is that still as the case? As far as I know, it's still the case that one or some of them are going to be in it. Okay. Yeah, they're deaf. I mean, if you just look at media, you see like the actors hanging out. So oh, okay. it stands the reason that they're going to sure. be in there. So they're going to be in there. And the premise, we're, we're at least assuming, uh, not knowing anything about uh, formally about Infinity War, is that it's going to be about the Infinity War with all the Infinity Stones. And Thanos is like one of the most powerful villains in the Marvel comic book and cinematic universe so far that we know of yes so stakes are very high it's probably about like the all, the near destruction of the universe yeah and but the we avengers have and the guardians have to team up to fight them blah, blah blah something's gonna happen after that right right so the stakes presumably <laughs> have right. to get higher and then we get another sequel to guardians what are they doing after that so james gunn in an interview maybe they're just eating shawarma Maybe. Yeah, that's a whole movie. <laughs> Maybe Star Lord and Gamora have it's a, a cool have down. a baby. <laughs> no, James Gunn. I don't know. Star Lord, Star Lord. James Gunn said that Infinity Wars is coming out of this movie, which is that's what all the sequels have been. But sure. the events for this are gonna spark Infinity War, and that Guardians Three is coming out of Infinity War. But we have. But we don't know what Avengers Four we have is. It might not have anything to do with and space. Ragnarok before Infinity War, right? Sure. So we still have two movies that are continuing to set up. And Ragnarok Infinity seems War. to be cosmic in well, nature. Now, does it? I don't know. Yeah, well, the, the other Thor movies have been. They're back in Asgard. Yeah, before before they know. even began before they even began pre production, Kevin Feige was saying that that they were going to do something cosmic with with Ragnarok. And that uh, there has to be at least some connection that we know about from Guardians because Jeff Goldblum shows up in the credits and Jeff Goldblum is casted in, in Ragnarok. Right. So those two movies are With either blue uh, beard. vaguely or directly connected. Maybe there'll be some when we see Ragnarok built out. Yeah. Well, Thor is definitely stealing from the aesthetics of Guardians. They yeah. they've gone neon and they've added a bunch of cool music. Yeah, what or they, at least they got, one song. <laughs> they got Led Zeppelin in their trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that because I'm staying pure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't not me. Very unpure. I watched the teaser. This is good. I did good teaser. I like that director though. I'm really excited because he is hilarious. So, do you guys think that now that Thanos is finally gonna get some more screen time, that Josh Brolin is excited to finally be in the Avengers movie? For Josh Batman? Brolin is probably more excited to be in Deadpool because he actually gets to be on a set, yeah, <laughs> right, and not have a big purple fake chin, yeah, and not <laughs> be walking real, around his in real chin in gray pajamas, yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Because, you know, uh, what's his name? Freaking James Spader for Age of Ultron. Yeah. He was just walking around on the set wearing gray pajamas with a giant pole sticking up out of his head because Ultron's so tall they had to have the actors look at this. They put two red balls <laughs> up above his head <laughs> yeah. so they knew where his eyes were once he got CG'd in so they'd look at his face. Oh, so yeah. silly. Balls. Balls. <laughs> two big red balls. Holy crap. One hundred episodes of You Hate Movies. Heaps of episodes. Freaking heaps of episodes. And you know, uh, I don't know about you guys, but as I'm realizing that there are that many, it's making me want to go back and revisit some of my favorite episodes. Do you guys remember how in one of the Terminator episodes, Matt Hughes theorized that, that Skynet should create a ball of razor blades and it would be the most effective <laughs> Terminator uh, does anyone remember what it was like when Bethany and Tyler yelled at each other for a half hour in the original episode? Or how about at the end of Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, how Tyler was completely unsatisfied and the episode ended with him saying, well, great, what did we do here today? All wonderful moments from the You Hate Movies back catalog. In fact, I don't even remember <laughs> what episodes we've done. There's a hundred of them. Go to youhatemovies.com and listen today. <laughs> <laughs>